Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Excited to have you. If this is your first time with us today at Faith Renew, maybe it's been a while, I just want to welcome you and tell you how glad we are that you're here. And if you're just a part of our Faith Renew family who helped make this happen week in, week out, thank you for being a part, doing what you do. Welcome to our online family as well. Excited to have you join us. And uh, if you notice, it's a little, more, a little quieter today. Um, our faith students are uh, in Alabama and having an incredible time of her some really great reports about what God's doing there in Alabama. And we're just going to believe for transformation of lives. Amen. That's what we're believing for. They're going to be coming back in this evening. Any parents enjoyed a peaceful home? Come on. Yeah, I see some clapping going on over here. Yes, yeah. I mean, we, I don't know, man. We've been helping y'all out the last couple of weeks. Faith Kids Ministry last week went and took the, all of our, our kids up to up to uh, Marietta and just ministered and loved on them, showed them Jesus and gave you a peaceful home. And now our students say, you're welcome, all right? Yeah, you're welcome, yeah. But, but uh, I do want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for all who helped make that happen. Um, a lot of you guys sewed into that and you gave into that and you helped make that happen, sponsored kids. And so, again, thank you for that. We're going to be talking about sowing today. I believe, I believe harvest comes when you sow. Anybody else believe that? Amen. Come on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I just want to make sure you're with me because uh, harvest comes when you sow. So we're going to be talking about that this morning, but thank you for sowing into that. But it is good to have you, and we're glad you're here today. I want to invite you to do this. Go with me on a journey through the Bible right now. So if you want to grab your Bible and go with me to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Anybody love the Bible? Yeah. Come on. Anybody believe it's true? Come on, man. Y'all sound good this morning. I like that. Amen. If you use the YouVersion Bible app, you can click on uh, there and you can join me uh, on the YouVersion app. You can click more and then events and look for Faith Renew. Click there. And you'll be able to follow along. And um, also, it'll be on the screen for you, free of charge. You at home will be able to watch uh, there and see the scriptures on the screen. But um, Luke chapter 8, I want to read verses 4 through 8. And... Um, I'm uh, going to be hearing some words today from, from Jesus, red letters, uh, part of this, and, um, as he speaks. And uh, it says this in verse 4. It says, And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city. Man, I love that. I just love that Christ draws from every place, every group. And we've talked about that, how we believe him for just every group, culture, background, race, back, all those things drawn together because of Jesus. And, and when they came, he said he spoke by a parable. And it's a, kind of a small story with a big idea. And um, it says this, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and it was trampled down. And the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away <laughs> because it lacked moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground. Come on, say, I'm good ground, Lord. 
Come on, I'm good ground, Lord. I'm good ground. Sprang up and yielded a crop. This is what this is what seed will do. A hundredfold. Man, that's good return. Amen. And when he has said these things, he cried. <laughs> he cried. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He's like saying, come on, please listen to what I'm telling you right now. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let's pray. Let's do this. Father, we just pray together. We join together, and we just lift you up in this place. And, God, we just thank you for the relationships in our life, God. We thank you for the return that comes when we invest in kingdom, Lord. And we just thank you for the return that comes when we put seed in the right soil. And, God, we pray your blessings upon it today. In Jesus' name, would you say it, church? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Great to be back today. Uh, we uh, missed you guys so much uh, last week. Last week, we were on the road. We had a wedding on Saturday. Didn't get in until late Saturday evening. So Sunday morning, we got in the car and, and headed down the road. So we were able to worship with you guys via live stream last week. And, uh, and I, I don't know, I, I love being in the house, but it's a great thing to be able to worship with your church family if you can't be here. Amen. I believe you should be here if you can. But, man, it was just so wonderful to be able to just turn all to worship with you guys. Uh, and I want to say to all of our AV production team, our production dream team, thank you for doing what you do to help make that happen. Amen. I, I, can we let, let them know we appreciate them? I, I'm serious. I, I mean that. I, don't, I, I, I mean that so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. You're, you're helping carry the gospel around the world. Literally, it's amazing. We, we get reports back. We had folks from California. We've been having some issues with our live stream last couple of weeks. It's happening, but a few little kinks of some things that have come up. And so uh, it, it's just great to hear from people across the entire United States on another coast. We're saying, hey, we, what's going on? We, we watch you guys every week. And uh, so, again, welcome to you California folks who are joining us. But, man, it, it's, just so, it's just so cool. So thank you for that. If, if you're interested in, like, carrying Jesus around the country, like, in doing it from this very place right now, I invite you to be a part of that dream team. There's opportunities there for you to serve. And, uh, and all you have to do is click on the Next Steps link. We make it so easy. Or stop by, connect, and we'll help you get plugged in. We call them dream teams here. Amen? Amen. We, we call them dream teams here. So, uh, but again, thank you for helping make that happen, uh, production dream team. You guys are amazing. But I want to do this this morning. We're going to jump back into a series that we've been in. It's called Relationship Goals. And um, last week, Pastor Lewis shared a powerful, beautiful word on relationships, and he connected it to serving. And um, again, what a great, uh, great plug for the, for the dream team they, to go ahead and get you a place serving. And bring our faith kids or faith student ministries hospitality. We need you. But he shared a great, great uh, message last week. He hit four areas. I just want to just say those again. He talked about serving our family. I mean, I mean, knows that's our first ministry. Amen. Come, on. Yes. Come on. Amen. There's a lot of pastors and people who get that messed up. Our family is our first ministry. So again, serving our family. He talked about serving our church. He talked about serving our community and employer. He talked about most importantly, Serving God. Amen. And uh, again, thank you for that, brother. Beautiful message. But uh, as we continue on this series called Relationships, God, I, I guess today it's like two words that have been like on my heart when it comes to relationships. And I'm um, unable to get away from these two words uh, over the past couple of weeks. And, 
in a study and preparation. And, and if you have the YouVersion app up, you, you'll see already the title of today's message is Even When. Well, that just kind of set for a second. Relationship goals, even when. Um, again, those two words, again, just have been kind of like, I guess, wrecking me speaking to this because uh, today I, I want to talk about two relationships in our life and, and connect them to the passages today. Um, if, if you're a Bible person, lots to follow along, you can click over. We're going to be in John as well. Come back to Luke in a moment. And, um, but two things, I, I guess, first of all, this first relationship, the greatest, most important relationship that you'll ever have, that is your relationship with Jesus. I, I just, I, I have to say that Take time and make sure we understand that because in relationship goals, in, in, in hitting this, even when in looking at the importance of relationships, the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship with Jesus. And, and, and again, it's what we do with the gospel. We, we love the gospel here. We, the gospel is good news. Come on, how many knows we need some good news in this crazy, messed up world? And the good news is that Jesus came from heaven to earth. And I, I'm just so thankful for the gospel. I, I, I'm so thankful that Christ came. And uh, he could have, I mean, we messed it up. I don't know if you know that. Uh, we, we, we blame him a lot, you know, and, and we, we hold things against him so often. But we're the ones who messed it up. And, and if you don't know the story of creation, if you don't understand the fall, we're the one who messed that thing up. And so I'm thankful that Christ came to reconcile that. He came to, to, to restore and to restore the relationship with us and, and relationship with the Father. And he, that happened through the Son Christ. It happened through Jesus and what he did. So Christ comes. It's good news that he comes from heaven to earth. And he does this for me and you. He actually gives his life. Come on. He, he gives his life for you. And, and the gospel should excite you. If you know how lost you were without the gospel, the, the gospel would excite you. It would, it would cause you to get happy thinking about where you would be without Jesus and where you would be if he hadn't have come, if he hadn't have stepped out of heaven and came to earth. And so the gospel should excite us. And so I'm thankful for that. But Jesus does this. He gets on the cross for my sin. You have to recognize that you have sin, that you are a sinner, that you are separated from a holy God apart from the work of Jesus. And so, again, Christ comes and reconciles. He gives his life. He dies on a cross for me. He dies on a cross for you. He resurrects on the third day. And I, I love this because, again, he shows that he has power over death. Amen. And so again, and we face death, when we face the loss of loved ones, he has power over that. And everyone who puts their faith and, and trust in Christ, the scripture says we have eternal life. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful for eternal life. And so again, as we look at this today, I, I want us to make sure we're mindful of, as we read the scriptures and look at the passage, that we're mindful of the gospel, we're mindful of Christ, we're, we're mindful of what we do with Jesus in this passage. So I want you to think about this in light of this in this passage today, even when. Also, I want us to think about the other relationships that are in our life. The other relationships that we have, and I, and I hope you're cultivating and building those relationships, being intentional because we know this, uh, relationships can be hard. 
It can be so hard, man. And, and it's just, it's one of those things that like, man, when you are investing in someone, you're, you're sowing into somebody's life, they're pouring back into you. When there's exchanges happening, I mean, it can get so interesting sometimes. It can become so very difficult. And like, if that happens, you'll see that in church relationships. Like in family or work environments, just people you live with. And so any of those things, but relationships can be very hard. And, then, and I've seen this. It's why so many people don't take the time to invest and sow into relationships because it's so difficult. It's so true. And, like, and, and it's amazing. What we see is those previous relationships that so often will hurt the current relationships that we have potential for. I see it so often. We see it so many times, things that have happened. And, like, and if you've ever been hurt before by someone, that hurts. Come on, amen. Hurt hurts. Pain hurts hurts and so like if you've ever had someone hurt you what can happen so often is this that pain and that hurt can carry over into the current relationship that you're trying to have and so we have to understand man God wants to do this today he wants to heal people he wants to heal and I, I really feel this in my heart today and I really hope that you're open to this I hope you're open at home I, I really feel today God is wanting to heal some of the wounds of relationships that people have had in their life and when I say that I'm talking about the relationships of spouses and relationships of parents relationships of friends relationships with God of things that maybe man you have hurt but he wasn't the one who did it but it hurt you and things that happened in your life have influenced you now have affected you now and now you're not able to have the relationship that you can have today because of what happened yesterday now and so I want us to look at that because again if you've ever been hurt before but I'm talking about now like even when like even when a, a lot of times again we because of her we kind of pull back from relationships I if you if you hang around with me much you, you know that uh, Angel and I are now pet free yeah, my son boos that because, yeah. And so if, if you don't understand what pet free is, um, but we, we have been pretty much our entire married life have, have are dog people. We have, have dogs. Anybody love dogs? Amen. Come on. I see some hands. Anybody love cats? Come on down. Come on down right now. Altar's open for you. We're going to allow you to come on in and get, get set. No, I'm just kidding, man. Your cats are awesome. Your cats are good. Amen. As long as they stay yours. Amen. We're, it's all good. Praise God. Amen. But, but we have been dog people like, our, our, like most of, I guess, our whole married life up until recently. And, um, and if you have animals, if you have pets, you, you know a couple of things. You, you know that they take a lot of your time. Come on. Have you, have you ever noticed that most people, when they get married, they get a pet first? Uh -huh. <laughs> Y'all know, you know what I'm talking about. It's like prep, preparation, training ground. Because, man, like, you, you'll start seeing, like, man, they're like, taking up your time. But, you know, but you can throw them in a crate, close it up, and go off for, at least for a couple hours. All right? That, but but it's, it's preparation because, like, it's like showing you, like, man, when you're investing in relationships, your time is going to be taken. All right? And, and it's, it's money. Come on. I, I, I've just, I've been pet free, man. I've been saving time and I've been saving money. Come on. This is amazing. But it's like preparation, right? Because like when you, you have kids, you can't put them in the crate. 
Close. You can, but you get arrested for it. Amen. You go to jail if you do that. So don't do that. All right. Don't do that. If you're thinking, should I? No, don't do that. All right. So you can't do those things. But but one of the reasons, and we've talked about this, and, and it's and it's like just part of the reality behind why we don't have them now, I guess, of where we're at in life. One of the reasons is, man, it hurts when you lose them. An animal? Yeah. Even some cats. <clears throat> can hurt, man, if y'all were close. It can happen. And uh, I got I mean, the cat people mad. I'm sorry. I love y'all. And uh, but but no, I'm serious. It hurts. And so, like, man, the last time we went through this, we're like, man, we're just not gonna do this. It's, it's just like it's hard. So saving time and money and, and those things, but we're also saving some heartache. You know what happens a lot of times? People let loss and hurt and the things that they've been through now pause. And hit the stop button on investing in other relationships. Happens so often. And, 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 it, and this is what I've seen happen. Like even spiritually, people get into a relationship with the Father. The Father's creation, people come in and mess up and hurt them and wound them. They do this. They hit the pause button and the stop button on their relationship with God. And he was never the source of the pain. Please understand that. But what happens is we don't invest. We don't continue on. We don't get the mindset like if even and when, even if this happened, no matter what time, place God I'm following you like I'm in this thing forever I'm not pulling back I love the story so if you want to turn there with me go to John chapter 6 and um, I'm gonna have a few points at the end some of y'all are wondering man he ain't, I'm looking at this whole uh, you version there's a few points on here we ain't there yet all right so it's okay we'll hit those at the end but it's all good right now I want to go to John chapter 6 now I like the mindset of Simon Peter some of us can relate to Simon Peter, man. And I love what we see here. In John chapter 6, I want you to be mindful of some words that he's going to speak in just a few moments. In John chapter 6, we see here, if you read the story, we don't have time to go through all this. Time wouldn't allow it. But in John chapter 6, we see an incredible miracle. How many knows Jesus did miracles then? Still does them now. But you are one. Amen. We are one today. We're, we are of those miracles. And so again, but this is what we see. You see one of the, the cool, greatest stories like in scripture, like of the miraculous, where Jesus takes a, a, a little boy's lunch. The Bible says he's a lad. This, this young man, he takes his lunch of five barley loaves, two fish, and he, he feeds over 5,000 people. Some theologians say that it was probably more like 15,000 people because of the women, the children, the other people that were there. So Jesus takes this. Now, I was thinking about this this week that we, we were on the beach on Tuesday enjoying the creation that God had made. And, and, and a guy had pulled in. We, he was fishing off the right there just straight from the side, man, walking in. And he had his kid's fishing pole. He had his kid's fishing pole. He had a child's pole. And what he was doing was just trying to catch some little bait that, that they could fish with. 
And the guy ends up hooking into a massive big red drum. And I mean, I'm watching him fight this thing. I'm like, man, he's got something good. I wanted to jump in on that. And he had this big massive fish with a kid's fishing pole. He works for a while, finally brings it to shore. And when he picks it up, the line breaks. I was like, man, come on. He was able to reach down, picked it up. He, he held it. And man, he was so proud of that fish. He was walking around. I don't blame him. I would be too, man. We took pictures of it. We talked to him. And, and it was just amazing. I was thinking, man, that's not what this little boy was carrying around. But even if it was, it wouldn't have mattered because 15,000, over 5,000 people. And he takes this miraculous event. He takes what the little boy has. And this is what's beautiful. This is how you associate. This is what we do with what God has given us. We give it to him. I'm telling you, man, we take what he gives to us and we give it to him. It's, it's a message we could have all, all on our own right now. But, man, he takes this. This little boy said, man, you can do more with this than I can, God. And so he gives it to him. And then Jesus takes this. He breaks it, the scripture says, blesses it, and then begins to give it out. Now, this is cool because, man, he takes all of these things. He gives all of this, this, little, this food that he has. And then when it's all said and done, let's look at this. I want to jump in on verse 12 of John 6. This is what we find out, like, after it's all said and done. So when they were filled, like all these people, like, man, ate till they were full. I mean, that's what Christ, he, he's over and above. He gives more when we sow into him. And so, again, so when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain. Remember, this started with five loaves, two fish. All right? And he says, gather up the, the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. That's what he does when we sow into the right soil, when we sow into the right place. We put it in the right areas, and we build relationships in the right place. And so again, who had eaten? Then those men, verse 14, then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. I mean, in this moment, when things are going their way, when they're getting what they want, when the relationship's working out and they're excited, man, their belly's full and they're pumped and all this stuff's left over, they're like, man, this is the prophet. This is the one. He's coming to the world. Now something happens. They didn't understand that like even when it doesn't go my way. He's worth sowing into. That, that relationships are worth having and worth investing in even when they don't go like we want them to. Even when it hurts, we, it shouldn't cause us to stop sowing and moving in the right direction. So again, now think about this. Their bellies are full, leftovers, and when this happens, people keep coming. Like, I mean, and wouldn't you? Like, if you hear, like, man, they're giving these things out, they're doing this stuff, miracles are happening, signs and wonders are going on. Like, man, I want in on that. I want that to happen in my life. And so, again, this is what happens. They start, the Bible says, they start coming from over. This, the more and more abundance of people keep coming in. It's growing. That's why you're seeing more and more come in. Now, if you read on in the story, you see where Jesus walks on water after that. 
Like, man, just, it, he's like shows them that he is that prophet they thought he was. That, that he is the miraculous God that they, they speak of. Now, he walks on water. More people come, start seeking him. They're coming in boats. They're coming in from all different areas. And then this is what happens. Jesus gets over there. He starts talking to them. And I, I mean, Jesus don't always tell you what you want to hear. I know you, it's, you can be quiet right there because, I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I want him to tell me everything good. I just do, amen. I want him to tell me everything I want him to tell me and everything that I want to hear. But so he does this. He knows the heart. He knows the heart. He knows the heart of those people. All these people are like, man, Jesus out there, he's feeding thousands. And, and man, he's like taking little lunches and, and feeding masses. And there's baskets left over. They're like, dude, I want some. I want in on that. So people start coming around and they start gathering around. But they're not in the relationship even when. They're in the relationship when it's good for them. They're in the relationship when it's going their way. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you're ever going to have a true relationship in your life with the Father, it's like, man, in the good times, I'm going to praise Him. Bad times, I'm still going to praise Him because I know that there's more to come if I stay in this thing. And so many people pull out, they pull back. And this is what happened in this story. Like Jesus is out there. He's like, man, doing supernatural stuff. He's doing all of these things. And then He starts getting like in their business. I like it with Jesus. He, he's, he, gets, he gets serious because in John 26, 26, he comes in, man, and, and he starts speaking things. He starts telling them. He starts giving a message to them, like the most important message they would ever hear. That's amazing, like, to think that Jesus, the creator of the world is standing there speaking to you. And because he didn't say exactly what they wanted to hear, many of them began to turn away. This is, a, this is challenging because Jesus knew this. And so he comes up and he's like, man, starts calling it out. He's like, starts like, getting serious about this. So it says, Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me. Not because, you saw, uh, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. So he's like, man, like, this is not spiritual for you. This is natural. This is not like something that, that you're really encountering me for who I really am. You've turned this thing into lunch. Come on, amen. How many knows what happens at lunch? It leaves. And then you have to do that again. But so he's trying to teach them some things. So he begins to tell them what's up. He's like speaking to them like, man, again, go back and read this when you have time. Like one of the most important messages these guys will ever have. He starts challenging their theology. Like, man, like that's real. Like, man, when Jesus starts challenging your way of thinking and how you study scripture, he starts challenging those things. And like, he's trying to tell them your theology's off. Like, you're missing this thing. Like, you're, I'm trying to tell you, I'm the bread of life. He, he's, he's letting them know, like, man, I am this. He makes that claim that I am the bread of life. And so then he says some stuff. And as you read it, it'd be like, man, if you didn't understand Jesus, like, it wouldn't mess with you. He starts like, man, like, now you got to eat the flesh, drink the blood. I'm going to be honest, like, man, if, if I was my message to y'all today, point two was like, y'all got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. I don't blame you for deucing out, man. I don't believe you. I don't blame you for sliding on, picking up your kids on the way out. I, I don't blame you for that. 
But this is Jesus. He had done revealed to them and showed them by the miraculous works that he had done how great he was and he was this prophet they first perceived him to be. But it didn't go their way. It wasn't going like they hoped it would go. When he starts making those claims, when he starts telling those things. And so now it comes down to this moment. Like, and this is it. This is like this was the deciding moment, the deciding factor. Thousands had gathered, and now thousands had left. Wow, what? <laughs> even when, like we, we, I don't know if we see the importance of this. Like, man, even when it doesn't go like we want it to go. So, so Jesus does this, man. Stay in John 6. And again, for time, drop all the way down to verse 66. And in verse 66, we see this. It says, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. That's heartbreaking. You know it had to be tough for Jesus to like see people and to like have the excitement of the crowd, to hear the responses that were there. You know, man, they were pumped when they were eating that lunch. And man, just imagine like a, a meal made by Jesus. Well, I mean, y'all, I, man, I know some of y'all. I've eaten some of y'all. It's good. Y'all can cook. We our fun, our fellowships around here. We we eat well. But Jesus prepared this by his own hand. Man, they're like, man, this is awesome. But when he starts saying stuff like, man, even when it doesn't go your way, like, are you going to be with me through it all? This is what's tough because it says from that time, many of his disciples went back, walked with him no more. It wasn't like they went through a bad season. And like, man, I'm coming back. These are people who turned completely away. The Bible says, walk with him no more. Like, man, I'm done, Jesus. Like, man, are you talking about sad? I've seen that. I've seen people like, man, the Holy Spirit come in, like, get, come and wreck their life, do something miraculous for them, like, do great things in their life. Watch it happen. Like, man, like, it was just so cool. Just like loaves and fish, things happening, God doing a work. But then, man, when it, something got challenged in their life, when something happened, when something didn't go like they wanted it to go, like, man, walk away and walk with him no more. What? That's, that's hard. That's not, that's not how relationships work. you got to say, man, even when this is, I'm going to say yes. And then Jesus said this in verse 67. Jesus said to the 12, do you also want to go away? Man, to think for just in that moment. Like, you know, the guys were pumped too. Like, they were the dream team. They were it. Like, they've been through faith track. They've been walking with Jesus for three years. They've been, they've been through all the training. They're the dream team who's like, man, this is, this is awesome. Like, man, we're, we're out here following this guy. And, man, they're just coming like crazy. It's exciting when that's happening. You know they had been pumped up. You know they had to think for a moment like, man, I had something to do with that. I played a part in that. And Jesus looks at them, man, because of what the others do. Do you also want to go away? And man, when we walk away, and when we turn from the one who, again, we spoke of, who gave his life for us, and because, again, it didn't go exactly like we wanted it to go in a certain moment, man, we are the ones missing out. 
It's us who's hurting. It's us who loses out. But I told you, man, I like Simon Peter, man. He ran that mouth a lot, but I, I like this guy. It says in verse 68, said, but Simon Peter answered him. Oh, this is so good. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know. That word is so important. Not again, just as simple, I believe, but man, I know. Relationship with the Father, man, through the Son, by the Spirit. Listen, you have to come to a place to where like, man, I know. Like it's not always going to work, go my way. But I know. Man, I've encountered. I, I know. I, I've come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter was saying, man, where else are we going to go? That's why I said the gospel should excite us because we should remember, again, where we were before that. Where, where we were before Christ came into our life. And like in those moments when it gets difficult, in those moments when it gets hard and it becomes difficult, you're like, man, where else am I going, dude? I remember that was no, that was no way. Yeah, this might be bad, but that was death. That was hell. That was no life apart from Christ. So again, I, I like his mindset. And so he's telling them, man, I, I'm not going anywhere else. Where else in the world would I go? Like, this is the mindset. And, and I like the thought that, again, like, man, it, no matter what it looks like, God, I'm not leaving you. I'm not turning my back on you. I'm not walking away from this. And so, again, we see someone who recognizes the importance of sowing in the right place, seeing the increase come because, man, God ultimately does take that dream team. And they change the world. Bible says they turned the world upside down because they stayed in this thing, did not walk away from the relationship, the man that God wanted to have for them. And so I want us to see something, and it's in our main text. And again, now you're like, man, we made it. Okay, we made it back. Yeah. Right. In our main text today, in Luke 8, we see in a very important parable. Jesus is teaching a kingdom principle here that I believe, again, applies to our life in our walk with God and also in our other relationships. And we see three things. First of all, in this, we see this that we all sow. Like every one of us. I, I want you to know this, that you're sowing somewhere. Whether you recognize it or not, you're all sowing into something. We could do a study on it. And you see in Galatians where like, man, he says that you sow into the spirit, you reap life. You sow into the flesh, you reap death. Like, so we're all sowing into something, someone we're all sowing. So we all sow. And so we do this whether we're sowing into the lives of others or just sowing into our own life. We're sowing. And, and, and we're either like sowing into eter eternal treasures or temporary pleasures. I mean, I'm telling you, you're either sowing in eternal treasures or, or temporary pleasures. So again, so we sow because I like this. He said a sower sows in our text. It's what we do. It's what sowers do. So he sows. And so this is the truth that we see here, that when we sow, we reap what we sow. We've made that bad. And it can be. Amen? Come on, it can be very bad. 
Some of you are like worried about, oh, man, I done so dad. That's coming back. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. Dad, I got dad to look forward to. But, and so, again, it, it, can, it can be, a, again, a, a bad thing. But, man, this is one of the greatest things that I and my wife, we have ever experienced today. That we're walking in and blessings. We're walking in things, and you can walk in things that you might have sowed into years ago. And like, man, this is why I'm telling you, like, man, you got to make sure that you're sowing into the right soil because, man, sometimes it may not happen like you want it to happen. It may not happen at the speed you want it to happen, especially not for me. I'm impatient. Amen. I want things to happen quickly. But I promise you, we're all sowing into something. And are we sowing into eternal treasures or temporary pleasures? So we sow into the right soul. We're all sowing. Everyone, me and you, we are sowing into something. And I promise you this. You'll reap what you sow. Amen. Like if you've been put in the right soul, you should say amen right there. Come on. You should be like, amen. I can't wait to see that come back. Like if you've been given to God, tithe and sowed in the kingdom, you should say, man, I can't wait to see what God does with that. Amen. Like if you sowed into the lives of our faith students and our faith kids, you'd be like, man, amen. I can't wait to see what God does through them because I sowed into soil that God's going to use, man. So we're all sowing. Every one of us, amen. we're sowing. Now, secondly, we see this, we're all sowing, but where we sow matters. Where we sow matters. We see in this story, there's four places. First, we see the wayside, which means it fell on, it actually fell on the road. It actually fell there what was being trampled on. We, we again, traveling this week, man, you cruising up and down the highway and uh, going sometimes, you know, high rates of speed. Um, I've learned, man, I have a peaceful ride when my wife's asleep. Hey, man, come on. It's just a true statement. She knows it's true. Hey, man. And sometimes she goes to sleep so she don't have to experience what's happening out there on the road. Hey, man. And I don't blame her for that either, man. And, uh, and so, but, but again, like up and down the road. And I was thinking about this week as I read this. Like, man, this is a road. Now, again, they have this little slower traveled roads back then. And they had, again, a slower pace of life. And I was thinking about how real this is today because it says this, that some of this actually fell on the road. And I got to thinking about how much death there was on the road. You're, you're crossing down the road, 80, and you look over and you see like an animal's laying there that didn't make it. Deer, and that's a, that's a tragedy oh, when that happens. Amen. It truly is. Armadillas, I don't guess that matters a whole much. Saw some of them on the road. Other things that didn't matter as much. But, man, I got to thinking about this. It says, man, don't sow into there. Don't just take it and just throw it somewhere. Where you sow matters. We see, secondly, it says that it fell on the rock. That actually means that's like gravel. Like, so that's the areas where like, it's a little bit different. It has a little bit of dirt in there. It has a little bit of moisture, but not, not enough like, to sustain it. Not enough to keep it. I, I like what the Message Bible says there. It says the seed in, 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 the, in the gravel are those who hear with enthusiasm. Oh, man, but the enthusiasm doesn't go very deep. It's only another fad, and the moment there's trouble, it's gone. And I, don't, I don't speak this on nobody, but we will see when our students return what the soul of their heart was. We will see when we leave this service what the soul of our heart is. It's heavy, I know. 
But man, like I've, but, but I've seen it. I've seen the, yeah, yeah, this is incredible. But not even when. Because, again, I like this. It says, man, it's another fad. In the moment there's trouble, it's gone. Listen, like, even when, God, I'm staying, this, I'm staying in this thing. In the relationships that I'm sowing into, even then. Thirdly, it says there were thorns. And this is the cares and it's the worries of life. Listen, today, are, are you letting those things ruin the relationships that you could be having because of what you went through previously? Are the worries and tragedies and things of life, are, you, are those things choking out? The message there says, go about their lives, worrying about tomorrow, making money and having fun. Man, that is going to a new place. But I love this, and we'll see that this is the indicator of our heart. It says, this is the good ground, fourthly. And this is what fell on good ground. It sprang up, and it brought forth a crop a hundredfold. Man, that's amazing to me. that it, That's the kingdom principle. Like when you sow in the right soil, when you invest in the relationships that matter in your life, man, you watch what God does. And thirdly, as our worship team comes, I want us to think about this third point this morning because it all boils down to this today. It is a heart issue for us. It is a heart issue for us. It all comes down to this. And today, listener, are we allowing troubles are we allowing tragedy? Are we allowing the past to hurt the wounds? The things that happen in this life hinder the relationships that we could be having. Spiritually and naturally. Again, God connected this to, with me this week. And I want you to stand and I want you to just take a moment once you stand to just close your eyes and to just bow your heads and to not worry about anything else, anyone else in this room. But what the Holy Spirit is saying to you right now, our online family right now, don't click off yet. Don't, don't go yet. Listen, stay here and answer this question. What is the condition of your heart right now? What is the condition of your heart? And, and listen, it's, you, and you'll see this. And this is just practical right now. We'll deal with this when we start getting into some other relational things in life. Are you sowing in the right soil? Are you investing in a relationship that you'll never get a return on? It's tough. It's hard to think that way and to look like that. But this is what's been on my heart that I feel like the Holy Spirit is wanting to do today. First of all, He wants to just heal in this room. It's one of His names. It's who He is. It's what He does. He's a healer. He's a good Father. He loves you so much. And this morning, I, I just, I truly feel like there's some healing that needs to happen in this room. And I believe some that are joining us on our online right now campus that God wants to bring healing to you. One of the things that we do in this church, man, we believe in the power of prayer. We believe in the power of prayer. We believe in, in man, responding to, to the word that has been spoken to our hearts responding to the gospel, responding to the spirit of God who draws. And, and we don't want to resist that and miss that. It's when we have altar calls. It's when we have prayer teams. And today, listen, the Holy Spirit wants to move in your heart. And I just right there, where you're standing right now, I want to ask you this question. Do you need healing right now in any area today of your life? And I feel like there's going to be several that right now that's going to be because of a previous wound, a previous hurt, a previous situation. Yeah, if that's you right now, 
<clears throat> would you do this right now, just as heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Just say, I, I need a healing today in my heart. I need a healing from, from previous wounds, from some hurts today. And, and again, this could be spiritually wounded. It could be a, a, just emotional wound today. The healer's Jesus. And just right now, as heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you just need healing today in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, in your body, whatever you need healing in, God's a healer. Would you just do this? Would you lift up both hands to him? I need healing today. I, I believe there's some because of past wounds, past hurts. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Several hands today. And again, this is what's been heavy on me. And I don't want to see the cares. I don't want to see the troubles, the things that happen rob you from the increase that can come into your life. Today, God, just say, look, prepare my heart for this now. Yeah, prepare my heart for this. There's been many hands raised, and, and I, I just believe so much in the power of prayer. And as a family, that we pray for one another. And as a body, we just join together as one. If you've lifted up your hand, I want to ask you to take the next step. I want to ask you to do something right now. This is not to embarrass you, but to see God set you free and see God do a work in your life. Whether this is your first time in this, this church, first time in this service, or you're a part of this family every week. You may be on a dream team already. No matter where you're at, whatever phase or stage you're in, I want to ask you to do this. If you've lifted up your hands, would you just step out and would you just begin to come and I want to invite you to do this. I want to invite you to find you a place to pray. And you can kneel. Yeah, you can kneel. They're already coming. Yeah, don't step back. If you raise your hands, don't stay where you're at. Don't stay in your seat. I just feel like God wants to move and do something specific in your heart today. I believe He wants to do a heart work in you. I believe He wants to like till up the soil today of your heart. He wants to prepare it for the relationships and the increase that can come. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. Many are coming. Thank you for responding right now to that. Yeah, thank you for responding. Our worship team is about to minister in this house, and I believe the Spirit of God is just going to just begin to release, and He's going to do a transformational work in hearts and lives. And I'm going to ask our, our, our family, our church family, I know a lot of our prayer team are traveling right now. I'm not in here. So listen today, we need you to be our prayer team. You the family, you the body right here. We need you right now. I want, to invite every, I want to invite someone to come and gather around each of these that are here. Yeah, I want to invite you to come. Listen, whether you're a part of our prayer team, but if you believe in this power of prayer, if you believe in what God can do through this, I want to invite you to come. I, I, I don't want one person here by themselves. So would you help us? We're going to need your help. So I want to invite you to come right now. And I just want you to just get around these. And we're going to pray. And I, I want to pray first. I just want to pray over you right now. After this prayer, worship team, y'all begin to minister in song. But I just want to pray over this house right now and pray over you. Father, I thank you today for being our healer, for being our source, our supply. And God, today I speak and declare healing into the life of every person in this room, every person responding online, God, that you will be the healer. Yeah, you will be the source right now, God. I pray that you're just even bringing healing from previous wounds and hurts and cares and tragedies, things that they've gone through, things that are hurting their, their current relationship with you and with others. God, I declare healing over them today, Father. And Lord, according to your word, Lord Jesus took those stripes for our healing. And so, Father, I ask you to heal spiritually today. 
If there's any that need to surrender and turn their life to you, turn away from the life they're living, Lord, you're the source. You're the healer. You're the Savior. So I speak healing today spiritually. I speak healing today emotionally today, God. Yeah, I speak healing today emotionally. I declare that over this room, over this house, every person, previous wounds today, that you're healing, that you're doing a work today. And Lord, we declare today that by your stripes, we're healed in Jesus' holy name. In Jesus' holy name. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.